0: welcome to in pursuit with marcus smoky please do subscribe follow and review our podcast without wasting any time let's get it let's go so the flesh separates us from our true nature with god but god wants us to be restored back to his nature i hope you hear what i'm saying you can write that also down the flesh separates us from the true nature of god but god wants us to be restored back to his true nature he wants us to be restored back to his nature so we just want to look at the life of joseph um before we enter into the into the uh, in, before we enter deep into the message of flee from the flesh so we're gonna look at genesis um chapter 39 verse 2 to verse 18 genesis chapter chapter 39 verse 2 to 8. So we're going to look at the story of Joseph. Um Joseph is a man Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 to 18. So Joseph is a man who was favored by God. Joseph is a man who was favored by God. Um all of us we 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 are we, we agree that a man without God's favor um he he he's doomed to, to, to destruction and man without God's favor he's done to destruction so all of us we need the favor of the Lord to be upon us all of us we need the God's, God's favor to be upon us so I'm going to read um, it and I will stop where I stop but I just want us to really under, know the story so we can have a, a, a good understanding where we are going with this message and what God wants us to know and what God wants to deliver us from so that we can be renewed into his likeness are we all together? So verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph. Wait a minute. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served the home of his Egyptian Egyptian master. So the Lord, verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph as he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the, in the home of his Egyptian master. A very powerful verse. The Lord was with Joseph. Verse 3. Uh, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success success in everything he did. Verse 4, this pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household, everything he owned. Verse 5, from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household, and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. Don't sleep. Ne? The Lord began to do what? To bless Potiphar's household because of Joseph's sake. Mm. And all his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops' livestock flourished. Verse six. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph, with Joseph there, he did not worry about anything except what kind of food to eat. Because God's favor was with Joseph. You must understand, as a child of God, sometimes people are favored because of you in your workplace. Sometimes people are favored by, by you because you are in their circle. I want to give. That's what the word says. The Bible says, because of Joseph's sake, God blessed Potiphar's house. So do you know that the favor of the Lord is upon you? That's the question. And that's what God wants you to realize, that the favor of the Lord is upon you. But that's not our message today. I'm just reading this so that you can be able to connect the doors as we well. are preaching. Let us continue. So let's focus now. Let's focus. So Joseph was very handsome. Come on, somebody. While well, built. A young man. Joseph was very handsome. Hallelujah. Verse 7. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Mm, come on. Are you with me? Mm. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me. She demanded. Mm. Verse 8. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her. My master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one has has more authority than I do, I want to give you these revelations. Do you know that God has trusted you with riches that he wants you to deliver? That you cannot contaminate your mind and your body with anything else? Do you know that? Mm-hmm. So there are riches that God has installed in you. Listen to Joseph. He says, don't you know the one that I'm under? man mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. He says, "Come, as as Potiphar was, he's, he's pursuing her to sleep with her." He says, "No one here has more authority than I do." He has held back nothing from me except you. He's speaking to Potiphar's wife. He has held everything from me except, except all together. Expect um, because of um. So where where are you? Let me not mix up my message. He has held back nothing from me except from you because you. Are uh, his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It will be a great sin against God. Mm. So we see that now that Potiphar's um, Joseph has learned the principality and the protocol and the order of respect and honor. That he does not only fear men, but he fears God in reverence of men says, hey, I cannot, you cannot make me to do something that is going to be wicked against the face of the, of the Lord. Especially against your man, whom God has trusted me, who God has, has put me under and has given me authority to run everything in his household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our main focus, verse 11, this is our main focus that's going to link us to where we are going one day however no one else was around when he went into his work verse 12 she came and grabbed him i hope i didn't miss anything eh? did i read verse 10 okay sorry i missed verse 10 eh? how verse 10 she kept putting pressure on joseph the day day after day but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out out of her way as much as possible. You remember we, we read about um, um, Samson? Mm-hmm. The Bible says Samson was pursued by Delilah day by day. Samson was supposed to learn from Joseph. Who came first before, uh, between Joseph and Samson? Joseph. So Joseph was a hey, reference. Are you learning from those who are going before you? Or are you saying it will never happen to me? I'm giving you that revelation. Are you all you get. It? So, Samson was supposed to learn from Joseph. Because Joseph, Potiphar's wife, was t- demanding, was tormenting Joseph day by day. The same. Delilah was doing that too. Samson, demanding. And say, hey, tell me where's your strength. You all you get. It? So, I, I hope you get what I'm teaching you right now today. That the animal, when I, he's going to always be persistent. He's a spirit. You are a, you are a flesh. He does not get tired. You get tired. So the only way that you need to make sure that you stay in the will of God is, to, is just to stay in his word and in prayer. Mm-hmm. is it, to let the word of God renew you. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. Verse ten. I mean, verse 11. One day, however, no one else was around when he went into his work. When he went to his work, she came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on. Sleep with me, Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. Verse 13 When she was, when she, when she was that, so when she saw that she was holding his cloak, he had filled. It. Verse 14, she called out to her, seven, soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to r- rape me. <laughs> you need to see how wicked the enemy is. Né? He came into my room to rape me, but screamed. But I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away. But he left his clock and behind with me. Verse 16, she kept, me, she, she kept the clock with her until her husband came home. Verse 17, she told him her story. He told him her story. Not their story. Her story. Does it say, say that it says that they are two parts of a story? Here we see that Potiphar's wife told her story. Not their story. But God has the final say. God is the one who reveals everything from confusion, from frustration, from darkness to light. Eh? Let me finish. The Hebrew slave you have brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me. She said, but when I screamed, I ran outside leaving his flock. And when he, sorry, but when I screamed, he ran outside leaving his flock with me. Remember, our main focus is on verse 11 and verse 12. That's our main focus, leaking and giving us a way of where we are going with this message. Remember, our message is titled, Flee from the Flesh. Flee from the Flesh. So verse 11, one day, however, no one else was around when he went into, this, into his way. And she came and grabbed him by his flock, demanding, come on and sleep with me. And Joseph tore his, himself away, but he left his flock in, in her, as he ran from, her, from from the house. He ran from the house. So the question today is, are you fleeing from the flesh? And when we talk about the flesh, we are not only talking about our daughter. We are talking about all the acts of the flesh that in Galatians chapter 5 all the acts of the flesh we're talking about bitterness we're talking about um, we're talking about adultery we're talking about jealousy we're talking about all the acts of the flesh are you fleeing away from them or are you entertaining them are you asking God to help you or are you feeding from them that's the question And you know that you have a redeemer called Jesus Christ. Who died for you? So that you don't go to a point of being entangled with such. Let us continue. So Romans chapter 8. We are continuing with our series. Remember, the flesh is hostile to God. The flesh is hostile to God. Romans chapter 8 verse 7 to 8. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit... To God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is the word of God. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. So God wants our mind to be shifted into his direction. So what is hostility? Let us find out what is hostility. It's being ready for a fight all the time. Being ready for a fight all the time. A hostile person a hostile person are often stubborn, impatient. Yeah? Having an attitude. They are frequently in fights or may say they feel like hitting someone or something. Or 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 or, or, or refuse to listen. Hostility isolates people. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Hostility. Yeah? So you need to understand that. The enemy knows that you don't know these things. That's why he's going to always use them against you. But now when you understand when God talks about hostility, when he talks about, you get a revelation of knowing when God now is leading you in a spirit of hostility. When now God is leading you in a spirit of stubbornness. Why? Because when the wise servant that God has sent to speak to you, when God has sent people to speak to you, they may be ministers, there may be people around you. For you to listen to them, you are now projecting a hostile heart. That's why the Bible says what? For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. So when your mind is set on the flesh, you become what? You become the enemy towards God because you don't approve what is of God. That's why we are not surprised when we preach to you, you think that we are jealous of you. Why? Because the, as we're speaking to you, there's another voice speaking to you. Because there are two voices in the spiritual realm. We have Satan's voice and we have God's voice. I want you get because, And The advantage comes when now you are already operating in the eyes of the flesh. Because now as we are speaking to you, God is trying to deliver you. Because God is not going to send any object that is not made by him to speak to you. He's going to send a living being to speak to you. He's not going to send what a table. He's not going to send a cup of a tea to speak to you. He's going to send a human being. Because spirit testifies with spirit. I hope you get what I'm saying. So that is hostility. So we see in James chapter 4 verse 4. Let us go there. I hope you are learning eh? So, James chapter 4, verse 4. Adulterous, do you not know that friendship with the world is, an, is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. James 4, verse 4. Adulterous, he's speaking, James. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So you must be prepared to know that when you seek the world, you become an enemy towards God. Whether you like it or not, you become what? An enemy. So when we preach this word to you, the curtain now is being removed. You have a new revelation. So it is very important that you do what? You don't become stubborn, but you receive the word so the word can walk in you. But when you refuse the word, now you are becoming what what the Bible says. Do you not know that the friendship with the world is imity? You become imity, which means you become become stubborn. You become hostile. You you think that you are fighting men, but you are not fighting us, but you are fighting God, who has sent us to speak this word to to you. Because you think people, they are against you. And after that, you go to God and God rejects your offering. And when I'm talking about your offering, I'm talking about your worship. Because the Bible says, Be holy, for I am holy. The Bible says, when you read James, you must read the Bible carefully. do Not only read the verse, you must read the top verse and the second verse and the middle verse. Because when you read in James, in Mark 11 verse 24, when you read Mark 25 verses, but make sure that you go to your brother. If If Every crush towards your, your friend or your, your mother or anyone. ask for forgiveness and present your offering. So what we do now, we're living, we, we misunderstand God when God says He loves you. Yes, God is, He loves you very much. The Bible says nothing can ever be nothing can ever separate you from God's love. Nothing can ever separate you from God's love, but only you can separate yourself from God. But himself, he will never separate himself from you. But you with your own deeds, you will separate yourself from God. But nothing, so you must understand the word of God. Nothing will ever separate you from the love, from the not your love towards God, from the love of God towards you. No principality, no demons, no angels, no any other authority that is not of God. Nothing. Because when God comes to rescue, ne, he comes with an intention. On the basis of the word of God. Not your own knowledge. So you pre- even when angels, even when I'm preaching right now, the angels of the Lord are listening to the word of God because they only manifest what is written in the word of God, not my own thoughts. Because if it was like that, everyone who utters things ne, that are evil, they were going to happen. That's why there that, are ah, spirit that. What? That um process things that are wicked, which are fallen angels. They are waiting for any person who has an evil heart to utter things so that they can proceed them. The same with God, He will never manifest or work on anything that is not of His word. So what is enmity? It is defined as a deep and bitter hated unusual sorry, usually shared between enemies. So you get the point why Christians were persecuted. Because there were people, you must understand, um, there are two people. Those when God is blessing you, they rejoice. And there's another group when God blesses you, they envy, they want to sabotage, they want to destroy. It is not them, it's the spirit that they carry. Why? Because they have not realized that the same God that is blessing you. is the same God. That can bless them. I ought to get it. So they have not went to that point of mind. To, to, to embrace you. That's, again, not, that's, that's what I like to say. No man can tell me. That they don't experience jealousy. Even I experience jealousy. I ought to get it. But because I know that there's danger. In staying there. Every time I ask God. God deliver me from this spirit. So everyone who's going to experience this is part of, the Bible says, even Jesus Christ went to temptation. Who are you not to go to temptation? So we're going to go to these temptations. But we need the Holy Spirit who's going to help us to overcome. Everyone is going to experience all these things. But when you have the word of God, you stand in advantage. You don't let bitterness, hatred, enmity operate in your heart because you know when you do that, you become an enemy to God. You must understand God is not in the business of killing; He's in the business of restoring. Yes, He's in the business of casting out demons because they are destroying you. He's in the business of healing you from sickness because they are destroying you. So when we declare, and say, uh, we declare and we say anything that is not of God, be dismantled and destroyed from your life. We are not targeting you; we are targeting the spirit that is trying to distract your life. Because the Bible says he came casting out demons and healing the sick. And he says the same spirit, the Bible says the same spirit that resurrected him from the grave lives in us. And our Lord Jesus Christ says, when he, his, when he was with the disciple he says, you shall do greater works than I did. Mm-hmm. So it's all about in the mentality, what do you believe? Do you believe you carry the power? Because between two Christians, there are two faiths. That those who believe that they can cast demons and they do cast them out. And that those who who believe, yes, I'm having the power of the Lord, but that that is only for Jesus, not for me. Why? Because they didn't take the word fully, they only took the half of the word of God. But we need to be a generation that takes the word fully and refuse to do what? To walk in the flesh. Because just Christ tells us to do what? To deny our self. Let me continue. So we cannot follow the flesh without a certain hostility towards God. So you can't be a person who's in the flesh and you are not going to wrestle with, wrestle with God. There's going to be always confusion, frustration. Why? Because you are being in the flesh and the Holy Spirit is. Tr- Remember when you carry, when you say, "I'm become born again," ne? You say, "Holy Spirit lives with me," and when the Holy Spirit enters you, things that are not of God they must leave. That's why when you become rebellious, when you come stubborn, when you become when you ha- continue with your hostility, what, what happens to you? You become a person who's a Christian who's so frustrated and confused. Only those who are living in the spirit they can see that this one. There's a lot of spirit of confusion. Why? Because we see that you are wrestling with God. So the hostility is because they refuse to submit themselves to God in his way. They refuse to be subjected to God. So if we can't submit to, the, to, to God, we become those who persecute and destroy God's work. That's the truth. If you can't submit to God, you become those who do what? Destroy what is of God. Sometimes you, can even, you can't even see yourself. You only love what gives you temporary pleasure. Because you're in your moment. Especially youth. That's what we're experiencing. Because in your youth, you're in your prime time. Come on, somebody. You don't see the, 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 your, your skin being, um, what do you call it? I forgot it. Um, wrinkles. Come on, somebody. You can't see wrinkles because you're in your pride. You're in your, your empire time. You, you're in your pride. You, you, you can't even listen to us. Because because you, 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 you have the body to kill. You have the the, 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 the the mind. You are in your prime. That's why even when we talk to you, you don't see. But I'd rather advise you to hear now than to regret later. Because God is calling us to be those generations whereby we're going to be a generation that's going to produce seed for him. Seed that are holy, seed that are righteousness. Do you hear what I'm saying? So... Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. We are still on the same chapter. So, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's the word of God. I'm not speaking my own thoughts. So, that's why we need to die from the flesh. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. We are still in the same chapter. We are continuing. We started from verse 1. We are continuing now. We are on verse 8. We're going to go through it because we are learning the importance of walking in the spirit and not in the flesh so the word please is a is, is a verb word we ought to get in this um perspective it is a verb word which means those who please those when you please god which means there's an action that you are cultivating i ought to get there's an action that you are pursuing because you cannot please god just by not doing anything God is pleased because you are doing something that is right. So God wants us to be to, to please Him. That's, that's why if you are living in the flesh, you cannot please God. So we are, so we need to be and we need to understand that we we, we need to be caught in a moment whereby we are pleasing God and not ourselves. We are pleasing God and not ourself. Because if you don't please God God, we go to a point whereby we think that we are stronger than him, and we are not stronger than him. When you read um um, first, I think 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, it says, Um, do not drink from the cup, you cannot drink from the cup of demons and still drink from the cup of God. When it ends, it says, Or are you or do you think that you are stronger than God? He asks a question, Paul. Do you think you know better than God? that he can give you this way and you think that you can outsmart him. In my question, do you think you can outsmart the devil? Do you think that you you, you are more wiser than the devil who has been here before you? (laughs) So that's what God is trying to say. You are not going to be able to overcome the works of the devil with your own power. You are not going to do that. You can only overcome the enemy through his authority and power. So God has, has created you from the beginning. And gave you power. And you lost it From, but you lost it when the enemy came and took it from you. By the grace of the Lord, he brought a second man. Who is Jesus Christ. Who redeemed you from the, the destruction of what? Of sin and death. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Eh? I'm not speaking alone. So this is where God is calling us. This is where God is calling us. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. Hebrews chapter eleven verse five. I want you to listen to this. It says by faith Enoch was taken away too, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. May? by faith. For before before he was taken, he had he had this testimony that he pleased God before he was taken. He had this testimony that he, was, he pleased God. He was taken away. He was taken away. By faith, You know, was taken away. So, so, the S that made him to please God made him not to die physically. That's what the Bible says. So, do you know that when you please God, there are benefits. The Bible says when you seek him diligently, he will reward you diligently, persistently, or being, pursuing Him in persistence. That's not the way that I said. But you get what I'm saying? Altogether. So, when you pursue Him with persistence, that's the right one. You do what? He's going to reward you. Your problem, you want to pursue God and still want to please people, whereby you need to please God rather than. People. Why? Because the Bible says he will make you to have favor with him and with men. So for you to get favor for men, you need to do what? You need to pursue God. You're not going to get your favor by pursuing men. You're going to get favor for men by pursuing God. That's when you are pleasing God. That's when you, you are going to escape the destruction of death. Why? Because Jesus Christ pleased God so that he can redeem us. So that's the power of doing what? Fleeing from the flesh. When you flee from the flesh, you are doing what you are pleasing God. I hope I'm not joking alone. Eh? So, my faith, Enoch was taken away. So when you flee from the flesh, you are saying, Lord, have me. Have your way in me. Let me, be, let, let me not be separated from your nature, but reconcile me back unto your nature. May I experience your goodness in my life. Acts chapter eighteen, Acts chapter eighteen, verse 22. After removing Saul, he made David their king. After removing Saul, you still know Saul, né? the first king elected by God. I go to get by the prophet Samuel. He made David their king. God t- testified concerning him. I have found David's Son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. I want you to focus on where he says, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. After my own heart. In pursuit of God's heart. After my own heart. So David was in pursuit of God's heart. And that pleased God, not after the flesh, but after God. So are you after God's heart? Are you in pursuit of God? Because you must understand the Bible says he loved us before we had to love him. Altogether. But that doesn't mean now we don't we stop pursuing him. Because God wants us to pursue him. Every mother rejoices when the daughter wants to find wisdom in him. Even, even much more better when a daughter or a son they seek God, it gives them what joy. So you must understand that God wants us to be after His heart. Are you after God's heart, or are you after your own flesh, your own desires? Because you can't be after your own desire and expect God to give you desire, give you your desires. Because the Bible says He will give us our desires when you do what, when you seek Him not our own flesh so when we bring so we so we bring joy to god when we live in the spirit rather in the flesh so we bring joy to god when we live in the spirit and rather to the flesh why because how can you represent assurance when you are working for Vodacom how can you be an ambassador for art insurance when you are working for Vodacom So you cannot be a Christ ambassador when you are working and living like a person who is under the dominion and the influence of Satan. You cannot. But when you leave your citizenship of the kingdom of darkness and you accept your citizenship of the kingdom of God, now you become a Christ ambassador. Now you carry the authority because you are not ashamed of who you are in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? You are not ashamed. So in conclusion, listen to this. Please keep this in your mind. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. I'm going to read it again because I want it to sink in your spirit. Submit yourself. Do what? Submit yourself. To submit is an action word. I want to get, is an action word. Submit yourself is a verb word. You need to do it. No one is going to do it for you. And how do you submit yourself? You remain in him so that he can remain in you. Listen to that. Then God, then to God. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil. To resist is an action word also. you So you must fight back. You must guide your heart. You must protect your mind, your thinking. So that you can do what you can overcome the enemy. Listen to this. Flee. Are you fleeing from the flesh? Are you doing what Joseph did? Are we back now? Are we back? Are you fleeing from Potiphar's wife? Or are you entertaining sin? Oh, I'm a child of God, I'm strong. The Holy Spirit lives in me, busy in the trap. Greater is he that lives in me, but you're busy smoking humbly. The question is the question asked by Paul Are you stronger than God? most importantly are you stronger than the devil verse 8 come near to god and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded are you with me you double minded you still remember romans 8 for the reason for this reason the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to god double my death. So that's our word today. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. Your word is alive, Lord, in us. Let it transform our soul, our spirit, and our mind, Lord. Let it renew our mind. May we not be hostile to it. May we not fight against it. May we receive it fully, Lord Spirit. May we not be double-minded in the name of Jesus Christ. Forgive us for being double-minded. May you wash us with the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. May we be righteous because this righteousness is a gift towards us. May we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And Father, may we know how to flee and not entertain sin. May we know that you have called us to be holy as you are holy. May we not be separated by sin. But may you reconcile us back into your nature. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.